and I make nothing, zero, zilch. By the time I pay all my scientists, all my people in my in my research department, lab coats, it's a wash. Well, why you do it then, baby Billy? Well, cause I'm selfless, and I want to heal as many people as the dear Lord lets me. outside, nerd. Get out. Go. I ain't got time to be distracted by your worthless chimes. Go on. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're talking trades, and that's not just here at the Dynasty War Zone. That is across all of the player profiler shows this week. We're talking redraft trades, seasonal trades, dynasty. We're talking trades this week at Player Profiler, but I'll tell you who I will never trade. That is my co-host. You know him better as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, how are you? That's because the fourth round rookie pick that you would get for me is not going to be worth it. Buddy, uh, you, you are a bargain at twice the price. <laughs> I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. How are you, my friend? Good, man. Good. So I, I, I know there are people, I've read the reviews, and, and people don't always like the preamble to the show, the... The kibitz scene, the house baseball, house. I get it. So tonight you're not going to get that. We're going to blast through this super quick because we have a shit pile of stuff to cover and we ain't got a shitload of time. So let me get into this real quick. One thing I want to tell you about is if you're subscribed on Player Profiler, audio or YouTube, while you're there, hit pause, slide over to the Dynasty Warzone channels and subscribe to both feeds. Though there will be some redundancy, but there will also be lots of other new shows. Before I hit record on this one, I dropped the latest edition of the Dynasty War Games. Uh, Dallas is doing rookie content. We're, we're going to wedge Dallas into the trade show today. I don't know how, but we're gonna. And lots of good stuff. So if you're watching or listening on the player profiler feeds, that tells me you're either a YouTube or a podcast consumer. Hit pause and then also subscribe to our feed. It helps go a long way. Um, I'll tell you what else can help you go a long way is the Daily Dominator. The Dominator show, it's on Saturdays. Good friend Billy Muzio and Bradley Stadler. They, 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 it's, a, it's a show. It's 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Bradley is good in his own right, but Billy last year was number one overall in Fantasy Pros rankings. It's like so, Jerry, can you get higher than number one? No, nah, you cannot. And, and Bradley himself is a top-notch ranker as well. If you watch live 9 p.m. Saturday night, The Dominator with Billy and Bradley, and you ask questions in the YouTube chat, like if you're that person who wants like that, that validation or that, that, hey, yep, you're making the right decision. Hey, should I start him or should I start him? You know, what should I do with my flex? It's a great show. It streams live, Player Profiler's YouTube channel. I'm sure it'll be a podcast at some point, but this is the key of subscribing everywhere. The one thing that we take a lot of pride in here at Player Profiler, and I consider myself, and I'm, I'll speak for Jerry here, we take ourselves here at Player Profiler and us sister shows, we, we take you guys, the listeners, very seriously. If you have comments, questions, and and like this show's not live right now, but if you have a question, just, just at me on Twitter. Slide my DMs. Hey now. But you get the point. That's what's great about this. Check out the Saturday Night Dominator with Billy and with Bradley on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Cannot stress that part enough because it won't be a podcast because it's hard to ask a question during a live show if you wait for the podcast, Jerry. 
That is very true. The, the, I, I, truer words were never spoken. And you want to hear some more true words? Let's hear oh, about God. underdog from our boy Matt. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. There it is, our boy, the Podfather. We got Underdog out of the way. We got the Dominator on Saturday nights out of the way. Jerry, let's talk trades. Oh. And I, I'm, 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 I'm sitting on a good, I'm, I'm sitting on a good people bad tweets. It was sent to me by one of our patrons, Steve, uh, Mr. Gambino. Uh, Steve, I'm going to bump it one more week because of the request of a trade spectacular. So we're, we're going to be spectacular tonight, Jerry. It's going to be a trade spectacular. But I found one today, and I don't know if it's a good good people, bad tweets, or maybe it's just one for conversation. Okay. And this one is brought to us by Josh, and his Twitter handle is at Josh underscore Dino. And Josh says, if you're serious about winning a dynasty championship, you don't have any first-round picks left. You've traded them all to give yourself the best chance to win it all. Never be half in, never be half out. You're either trying to win it all or you're rebuilding. That's the tweet, Jerry. So when I read that, you, you've you've seen this you've seen this tweet because I sent it to you earlier. What do you think about the the concept of as a contender, you should have no first? Um, I mean, you really have to be a contender to sort of do that, uh, and it also depends on what time of the season. Like if you if you want to talk about it nowish through the next couple of weeks. I guess I can sort of dig that ideology because what, what's the first going to help you with? Is it, is it going to help you win money? Not necessarily. So I, I think that is to use a cliche that is living in a vacuum. And I guess I can understand you're backing for it, but I, I don't know. It, it, we just, we don't know what's going to happen yet. And like you always say, you want to wait until the end because well, you, stole, you stole my gimmick. Good. You know, the, the, the first thing is the, the the first thing is this. It made me cranky. Like I'm the old man yelling at the cloud now. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. That's kind of how I took this tweet, but it's and I actually saw it. It was retweeted by Jax Falcone, 
And in a vacuum, I have no problem with trading your first as a contender. 100%. I just don't believe in trading your first like now. Like, we're going to talk about trade deadlines when we get into the body of the show, and I'll ask you about what your thoughts on trade deadlines are. But for me, it's like I have no problem doing that. But I think if you wait closer to the deadline or if you're in a league without a deadline, if you wait until the end, your first is going to go further. Like if you try to trade that first in like now or even like two weeks ago, you're not getting as much money or as much of an ROI or return on that first as you will at your trade deadline, which could be week 12. I know a lot of teams do week 12 with the Thanksgiving week, and and, and I dig that. It's a couple of weeks before the playoffs, so I'm not anti that. But that's when I want to move that first because here's the thing that that you're right. Waiting is always good because you avoid the injury because, man, it sucks out loud if you trade for a guy in, like, October and he goes on the IR and you never get to use him to win that championship. That sucks. So that's why I'm always an advocate. If you're going to make the big trade, and I consider any trade where you're moving a first a big trade. To me, that's a big trade. I'm, 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 pretty, uh, I'm pretty chintzy with that. But also by waiting, by week 12, there are more teams out of it. More teams will be vying for that first. And so that when you're when you're moving it like at the trade deadline, you just tell them, hey, look, I, I want to spend a first on a running back. I want to spend a first on it's a tight end premium league. I want to spend a first on a tight end. What do you got? You should have upwards of eight teams if you're in a 12-team league. You should have eight teams knocking on your door going, hey, here's what I got. Here's what I got. Whereas if you're doing that right now, Maybe you're not the only person trying to buy that extra running back. And, and you may have to overpay in like week seven, whereas you may get a lot more. You may get like that same type of player, like a Raheem Mostert plus a second back for a first. I don't know that I would make that trade. It's the first thing that popped in my mind. But Jerry, what do you think about my my little addendum to this tweet? I think it's good. And that's what I'm saying. His last sentence, his last two sentences there, never be half in or half out. I, I can dig that, right? You want to have a strategy. You want to stick with your strategy. And not having a first or having a first is not going to help you score points. So it's not helping you win. I, I can get it. And then you're either trying to win it all or you're rebuilding. The problem is, is you don't want to piss value either, though. So, yes, you could trade that first. And yes, you can help yourself. But there's still the playoffs, and you can still get unlucky in this game. Now, you could have drafted Josh Allen 101 in your super flex startup, and you went against C.J. Stroud this week. You lost because C.J. Stroud dropped a 40 bomb on you, and that can happen in the playoffs also. And so now you're sitting with a whatever the hell you got to try and help yourself win. You're not winning, and you don't have that first, and you piss value, and you hurt yourself in the long run so that you can try and win more often. So I get the sentiment. It just, it deserves a little bit of an asterisk. Yeah, and, and, and I do, I, I agree. I do like that you you should never be half in, half out. But at some point, you, you also, we've talked about this too, you can't be the team that lives in a perpetual state of rebuilding. You got 100%. Maybe because re- rebuilding. Which is, which is a, 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 an endemic problem. In, in this league or in this game right now. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's funny. It's like with this new baseball team I'm coaching because I'm coaching now with with my son and, and his teammates. And I'm like, the first thing 
because some of these guys came from from teams where they were like five and twenty seven. The first thing I told him was like, it's not okay to be a loser. It's okay to lose, but being comfortable and accepting of losing is like a plague. And, and that translates over to dynasty. You get so accustomed to losing and just making draft picks. That becomes the part of the game that you get good at, except you never really get good at it. So, so there is some nuance to this. He even said that he didn't want to put, you know, he didn't want to be more of middle of the road. He intentionally made this tweet polarizing to kind of get the traffic that he pulled because, you know, and, and he admitted it. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what to do with, with Dana White. So I'm just going to go with this one. I don't give a shit what that guy thinks, what he has to say or what he writes. Good for him. He's, he's pulling good traffic. So you don't worry about the, like, the, the, the- I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Pulling good cool. traffic. All right. Well, speaking of traffic, so this is the thing where, again, I me- I mentioned our channel, the Dynasty Warzone YouTube and, and podcast channel. I mentioned our guy, Dallas. Maybe later in the show, Jerry and I will need like a five-minute break, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get Dallas in here to tell you about his most recent rookie on the prospect premonition. But I sent out a tweet, Jerry. It was just, it was an innocuous, random tweet. So I was preparing for this show. I'm the one who prepares. I, I, I do a lot of preparation for this show. I send Jerry a show sheet. So Jerry's, so I was doing some quarterback stats and I just happened to notice, Hey, how does Sam, Howell, like, cause you stack rank the quarterbacks by yards. And I noticed Sam Howell's ahead of CJ Stroud. So I, I, I looked a little bit further and I put those two in a comparison and it's like wins. Both guys won four games. Now, how has lost five because the commanders have yet to have their buy. The the Texans have 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 already gotten their you know buy out of the way. So there is a one loss difference. Sam Howe has passed for two thousand four hundred and seventy one passing yards. That's two seventy five a game. Mister Stroud two two thousand two hundred and seventy two eighty four a game. So Stroud is averaging nine more passing yards per game. Both have fourteen touchdowns. Sam Howe has pretty much double the amount of rushing yards, 157 to 78, and both have one rushing TD. And currently, in your standard ESPN-style scoring, Sam Howe is the QB5 on the season. Again, he he hasn't had his bye. I'm going off total points. And C.J. Stroud is the QB7 because, to Jerry's point earlier, he dropped a 40-burger. Never did I think that I I, I tweeted this thing out at 1.30 this afternoon. And 36,000 impressions later, it's amazing how many people are sideways. Jerry, did you take any, like, like did, did you take just the simple reading? And if you're not following me on Twitter or you're not normally on Twitter and you want to see it, go at DWZ Memphis. You'll find it. It's my most recent tweet. Do, do you take that as pro? Because you, you're, you're my co-host. Do you take that as pro Hal or anti-Stroud? Or what do you take from that? Well, I think the reason you're getting so much venom is because think people think it's anti-Stroud, and it's not. Where in the fuck is you know what the Marines say, Jerry? Sam Howell? What are they the saying? The assumptions, the mother of all fuck ups. You're just assuming it's anti. You've listened to this podcast. I've I've never been anti CJ Stroud, never once. I said that he would probably be like a solid, like a Jared Goff guy. Yep. And, and, and ironically, like on a points per game basis, his stats are very similar to Jared Goff. Is uh, ironic as it is, and I've never been pro Sam Howe. 
Have have you heard me all off season since last? Have you heard me ringing the Sam Howell bell? No. So that's the context. So, but what but do you think? It, see, the problem is is that CJ Stroud is coming off of a game where he absolutely set his nuts on the Buccaneers' chin, and anybody who ever had him probably took him at 103 in their rookie drafts. Then they saw that, and then they saw evil betraying of their trust and their honor Randall Young tweeting venom against C.J. Stroud for Sam Howell, of all people, and they got all hot and bothered, buddy. I, I, the thing about the tweet is it should... I, I mean, listen, Sam Howell has thrown a hell of a lot more interceptions. He's had, he's had the bye week. So, you know, he he's not on the same level as CJ. Um, but he should at least be talked about. And I feel like he is cast off into, and, and I am part of that problem too. We have not had long, extensive talks on Sam Howell, believe it or not, on this show. Bro, bro has been a viable option. Like you said, QB5 at this point. I just and, traded and, for and, him. And and at at a bye week in there, let's say he goes down to QB ten. If I told you Sam Howell was going to be QB ten after week nine, what would you have done? I bet you would have shit a brick. Well, I mean, part of this was was coming for because I was looking for like some trade targets, and and I was trying to you know I want to give you guys uh, and we will we we want to talk about a QB that 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 you can potentially trade for or like some running backs and. Uh, Sam Howell's going to be a guy I talk about because he's a guy that I that I personally traded for, but I just found this interesting and I started looking at the teams that he played and it's just it, it he's been solid. Has he been spectacular? No, I mean he's had great games, but against Philadelphia, he he just lit up Philadelphia. But what also what is his acquisition cost? Cheapest, uh, I, well, you know che- what? Che- cheapest I'm tell you. quarterback to acquire. I mean, pretty damn close. I I am getting ready to tell you. So I just thought I would I would throw in that since we're in the good people bad tweets and this was tweet related. I was just like, holy shit! So um, I, I think a lot of people had this, Jerry. It's not Dana White, but this is people read that tweet and this was their gut reaction. Emotional damage. People had some some emotional damage on there. So um, I, I I'm going to ask you in a second, but. This segues nicely into this because I ask you in the show sheet, have you done any recent trades? Now, there's a league that I'm in. I'm going to win this thing, not like as in I'm going to attempt to. Like I'm I'm going to win this thing for the fourth out of five years in this league. You know, four firsts and a fourth will, will, will feel really nice. A half a decade of dominance in an industry league. You want to rub their faces in it, right, Jerry? That's well, my quarter, I came into the season with my quarterbacks of Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen. And between injuries and just now, Deshaun Watson's not having the greatest game in the world. It should be the greatest season in the world. But but I needed some depth. You know, I didn't have like a good QB three. So I started looking. Hey, Sam Howell, he's on a non-contender. The team third from the bottom has Sam Howell. And this GM is out collecting first right now, right? Now, again, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going to win this. I'm going to try to win this thing this year. And I've got a great team. I've got a really stacked team. I got it's a good mix. So I sent now this person, because we had done a trade earlier in the season. Uh, this person had my second. So which is currently the 210. Okay. 
Gotcha. So I sent the 110, the current 110. It could it could drop. I don't think it will be any better than the 107. But I sent the current 110. It's going to be the 112, but it's currently the 110 and the 310. So I sent my first and third. And in exchange, I got Sam Howe and the 210. So basically, it was a round flop. It was moving back 12 picks and a third. And I got I got the guy who's currently the QB6 overall and added depth to a championship roster. And, and I, I feel like I feel like I did pretty good. What are your thoughts? I feel like it's probably pretty good. I mean, you need you need Sammy to continue doing what he's doing for sure. You know, but I look at the schedule pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, but like let, let's say you didn't want to go get Sam Howell. Like, who else are you gonna go get that's gonna help you potentially win? For the cost of moving back around, Nobody. that was kind. That was kind of it, my Car- thing. Carson Wentz, and are you? And does Carson Wentz actually help you? No. Ironically, ironically, I already had Carson Wentz in in, in this league. <laughs> See, well, you I, had him just, for free. It's, it's like it's like this week. It's like it, it gives me some flexibility. Josh Allen has not had his bye week yet, and Deshaun Watson this week has what, at least on paper, looks like a very tough matchup against Baltimore, whereas Sam Howe has a very favorable matchup against Seattle. So I wish Deshaun Watson was who I thought he was when I acquired him and who he was two years ago, but he's not. No. So I need that third option. I need that additional option in in those tough weeks where he's where where he pronouns where where Deshaun Watson is playing a Pittsburgh on the road or he's playing a Baltimore. You know, I'll, I'll be happy to play Deshaun Watson in a in a game against Cincinnati where I think it'll be more of a shootout. But for me, it, it was just giving me that extra depth, and and no one else is going to round flip you for a, for a quarterback in a super flex league for anyone else in the top ten. There is a lot of situations, and there's a lot of people out there listening right now who are in quarterback hell. I, we made a trade today. And in that league, I have Aaron Rodgers, I have Daniel Jones, and I have Matthew Stafford. Do you know how many quarterbacks I can start, Randy? Uh, zero point zero. zero. So if you have any single one of those and you're slightly in better luck than I am in having all three of them, you're still going to need a quarterback. And it, let's say you're relying on Kyler Murray. You know what Kyler Murray's going to do? I doubt it. Someone like Deshaun Watson, like you said. The more darts you have that you can throw with the board, the better chance you have of hitting a bullseye. Yeah, and, and it, it gives me some matchup flexibility in a league where I'm contending. And I, and I will do want to talk about Sam Howell later, about what we think his value is going to be going into 2024 and beyond. And, and, and we'll get to that. But you've mentioned other quarterbacks that are producing at this level. Currently, Sam Howell putting up 17.6 at what I call ESPN scoring you know, right. per game, four, four points Th- touchdown. Blah, that's blah, blah. that's better than Dak. That's better than Goff. That's better than Purdy. Now, this is on a points per game basis because, again, he's had his buy, and some guys have and haven't had their buy. On a points per game basis, right now, he's he's right there with Justin Fields. Anthony Richardson was half a point better. So I'm getting a guy that on a per game basis has has been doing really really well, and like you know, he put up a 31 burger. Yeah. So he's got that capability of dropping. So like other guys in the top 10 
current like total points that I might be able to get is Josh Dobbs. But what does Josh Dobbs look like a year from now? He's not starting anywhere, really. Like he's a nice no. fill-in. So I think for a round flip, now I get a first is way more valuable than a second. <laughs> of course. But but to only move back 12 picks and throw in a third, to get a guy performing at this level, to be, you know, doing cousins-esque stuff, I thought was a big win. Yeah, and I'll never let a third get in the way of a good trade. Ever. A hundred percent, you know. Um, th- th- this is and this is a great trade partner. I don't want to mention the name because you know it it, it gets weird. You don't want anybody. Yeah, but they're they're know. also probably happy that because they didn't acquire him for one ten. They profited a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and now they have three firsts See? in a, a class that should have three or four QBs in it. Got got some really good wide receiver talent, and this person's rebuilding. So for for me, I think it was a good deal for both sides. What I try to do is just use that value of just seeing a first for Sam Howell, and, 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 I, and that's how I got the deal done. But you and I got a deal done today. You mentioned this just a second ago. We did. Uh, this, th- this is a league that's in its third year. I won it the first year, not so humble brag. Last year, good friend of the show and uh, Dynasty Warzone alum, Tyler or- Orjanzinski, Kind of got that right. You butchered uh, the hell out of it, but I, it's fine. I, I, I did. He he and his partner, they, they have like a co-owned team. They won it last year. This year, I'm right in the mix. You know, um, the Devon A-Chain draft is going to help. I'm going to get Kyron Williams back. But it's a tight end premium, like two points per catch, and you must start two. And Jerry yeah. had one of the hottest tight ends in the game today, Mr. Tyson Hill. Now, I've got Evan Ingram. I've got... I've got Hunter Henry is like my my tight end too. But then I got guys like Mike Gusecki. I got a rookie that I really like in Michael Mayer. So I looked at my friend Jerry. Jerry does not have a lot of picks because he he kind of made that move preseason to go all in, yeah. moved his future first, and, and, and things have not worked out. So I offered you what is going to be an early second, probably 201 to 203 or 4. Michael Mayer. And Sky Moore, and in return, you sent me Terry McLaren and Taysom Hill. So, what were your thoughts on that deal? Uh, this is the league where I have Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones, <laughs> and uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, while it started pretty good, that league, uh, as you could imagine, it has collapsed dramatically. Also, yeah, you've got Kamara. good players. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 got, I got your I, lineup I have, pulled up. You got Kamara, yeah. Walker. Yeah, but he was he he was out for four games, so Javante, I, I missed opportunities there. Getting hot. Javante's finally. You had Terry, yeah. Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf is probably the one who let you down. And in the Not format, like you had Jonu Smith tied in one in Atlanta. I just love saying that. Yeah, you had, a, you know, and, and then it's like some of the like the 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 journeyman guys that you had, you know, you took a shot at a, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I mean he's he's been iffy, but yeah, it was essentially it's been Janu and Taysom Hill, and then Hayden Hurst whenever I have to. Um, but at, we just said that lineup, and nothing about that lineup with no quarterbacks says this is good enough to win. So I I had to do something, and what is Taysom Hill going to do for me? Not a thing. Well, he's so probably a cap it, casualty next year. So, like, I, like I'm, I'm renting Taysom Hill to be honest. So, 
so like what he does nothing for me and listen even if michael mayer never really becomes anything he's he's i at least have a shot to play him and Taysom hill is not going to be that like i can't so I, i'll take it terry mclaren's what 28 29 yeah, yeah he's, he's right like that. yeah and, I mean, and i'm not i'm not winning so i it, it was it was a good deal for me i'll take that for sure yeah because i i do like michael mayer we've seen flashes you're gonna it, it, you're a year away from from really seeing what michael mayer is because i don't think aiden o'connell's the guy he's certainly not there for a long time i would not be surprised if at some point they don't go back to jimmy g but for me 100%. like I, I'm I'm going all in without going all in. I mean, um, I've got a, I got a good young quarterback to, to build around. I got Trevor Lawrence. I've also got Derek Carr and uh, yeah. Russell Wilson. So I now have the Hill Carr stack. That that's very helpful. I've got a couple of young running backs. I've got Achan. I've got Brees Hall. I've got Najee. I've got you know Tajay Spears, Rashad White. Kyron Williams. I've got a really good team, and my wide receivers equally as loaded. Not as young at wide receiver, but but pretty loaded. You know, I've got Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, and now I've got Terry McLaren. Thanks to you, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Adam Thielen, and we have to start twelve in this league. Yeah, twelve. So you're playing two QBs, you're playing two tight ends because you have to, and then you got to find eight other positions. So so you've given me some depth, and and you've really given me a guy who has has been hot lately and i think i think now that they're winning more using Taysom hill you're only going to see more Taysom hill i agree he is I, uh, one of the most underrated tight ends that there is honestly because he's not like a tight end but a, a fantasy startable tight end i mean well like, the rushing just, yards i mean you, you, you he get rushing everything. yards receptions touchdowns i mean he but it's is, a, nobody ever brings him up and he's probably like the fifth or sixth best tight end, and he's cheap as hell. Well, I, I well, I appreciate, I am super, super appreciate your your kindness. Now we may come yeah. back. If we have time at the end of the show. We may come back because uh, I, I may try and you know Jerry's not a Devon Achan guy, so it may be hard to move Devon to Jerry because I'm not going to get the full ROI from Jerry because he he is just <laughs> he is just not a fan. So. uh Real quick, and then we'll, we'll we'll take a break and you know bring Dallas in. What 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 are your thoughts on trade deadlines in general and dynasty? Are you pro trade deadline? Are you anti trade deadline? What are your thoughts? I'm not anti trade deadline. Like I'm, it's not one of those mountains that I'll scream on top of. But I don't think we should have them. Hello I feel like and- we do we do everything to build our rosters, how we need to build them. We should be able to do it whenever we need to. I understand that some people don't want to do it in the playoffs, but if I've gotten all the way and, and I lose a star player in the semifinals and I'm playing in the championship, I don't see why I shouldn't be able to make a trade. If it can benefit somebody else, I just, I don't know. I, I am absolutely for no trade deadlines I, I, because here's the thing. We, we, we all know the people we play with for the most part, at least not necessarily know them, but we are usually pretty comfortable with the people we are in leagues with and shenanigans just does not really happen. And if shenanigans happens, then of course you bring it to the league and it gets discussed and it gets resolved. We are all adults when it comes to that. So we should not stop. It's like, 
in football, if 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 they fumble the ball and then the ref blows the whistle, that's what the trade deadline is. No, let the ball go and then we'll review it after. We'll see if the defense actually picked it up and, and ran it back for a touchdown or if he stepped out of bounds. Don't blow the whistle. Let's see how it goes. That's my that's my thought on a trade deadline. For for me, if you have to have a trade deadline, and I'm not opposed, I'm kind of neutral on trade deadlines. I do believe that trade deadlines keep the league on the rails. It keeps the person from going all in and just absolutely trading every future first, every young piece of talent, just for one game. Because inevitably what happens, whether that person wins the league or not, there's a high likelihood that within a year that person's gone. Win or lose. Uh, I, I've Fair. seen it too many times. But so I but if you have to have one or you believe in them more staunchly than I do, then then week 15, that's playoff week, at least it should be if you're doing three week playoffs, 15, 16, 17. We're we're never in week 18. But if you're in week 15, 16, 17, then Thursday night of week 15 at eight o'clock is when your trade deadline should kick in. You should give all six or however many teams that you have in your playoff, you should give those GMs up until that kickoff of Thursday night, the last possible minute to make that deal. And then if you want to make them play with the roster that, that, that got them there for weeks 15, 16, 17, I don't love it. I understand it, so I'm not hating. Um, those are my thoughts on, on trade deadlines. I do think they're important because I do think they can save a league. Nah. Well, if you put if you put regulations in place, you should be okay. Like if you trade your future first, you either pay for your league or you pay for half of it. Like we have in the league that we've been talking about that we made the trade. If you trade your first, you pay for that year. Oh, yeah. I guess I got to pay Nate for because I no longer have a first or a second. You know, I think he was maybe letting me not not that I'm going anywhere. I mean, right. I'm 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 sticking around the league, but the the rules are the rules, and I, I agree. I think if you're not going to have a trade deadline and, and the season's almost over, you know, pony up, cool. Hey, any maybe that maybe there's the new rule. Any trade done after the start of week 15, you any trade in, any one. any trade from that point going forward, you must if you move your first, you must pay. The previous year's dues in full. You know, you can Venmo, PayPal, whatever the hell to to your your commissioner. If you live in the same city, you can bring him a handful of cash. Well, however you want to do it, but I, I think that's the thing that's going to keep that person in that league because because uh, the league I'm referencing this was an industry league by the way, and a person that I love by the way, and it came down to he and I my first year, second year in the league, and. He went all in, like literally, like he traded for this was the year that Lamar Jackson won the MVP. And he went all in. He got Christian McCaffrey, who also had a huge year. Yeah. And, and, he, and he beat me in the finals. But then in the offseason, his team wasn't as good. Both McCaffrey and Lamar got hurt the next year. He had no firsts, you know, in that year's draft and in the year after's draft. And then he, to his credit, he made it through the next season, but then he was gone. And, and, and I, I think a large part of it was is that two of his big studs in Lamar and CMC that year got injured. He didn't have any rookie picks, and he didn't have any young upside talent to trade for rookie picks. 
he put himself in a quagmire that now, and then the, the, the GM that came in and took over this team, they're still not all the way out of the rebuild yet. They're still, they're, they're still pulling the nose up. They're probably a year away from being a year away. So that's, that's the ugly underside of not having a trade deadline. In my opinion, it causes you, it causes you to make deals. You, it causes you to make a deal in week 17 that you would not dream of making in week seven. Hundred percent. Sometimes I, you need to save you from yourself, and, and the rule and, and the oh rules can do it. I got to do that for sure. Absolutely. Well, what we got to do for sure is we're going to take a couple of minutes. You know, we're going to take our our normal five minute pause, and we're going to hear about Dallas. To, now we're getting right back to trades. We're going to give you some trade targets for both me. I'll, I'll, we'll hear some of Jerry's, but let's hear about a twenty twenty four rookie. If you've got those rookie picks, maybe you can draft this guy. This week's episode of the DWZ, that's right, the Dynasty War Zone's very own prospect premonition. It is great to be here talking about another potential 2024 rookie prospect that is going to be popping off for your Dynasty teams. For those of you not familiar, as always here on the Prospect Premonition, I will be looking into my crystal ball to give you the details of a college football prospect. This week, we are going to be diving into another tight end of note in this year's class that is destined to be a part of your Dynasty teams for years to come, specifically as rookies and sophomores, because we like those early hitters, folks. And as a reminder, I'm not talking about the big name guys. I try to stay away from the uh, the big name schools as much as I possibly can. There is some trickle down effect that happens. Um, and when I can't avoid the Power Five Conference, I do have a tendency to pick the guys on the teams that no one seems to be talking about. That is the case on today's episode as I dive back into the tight end position. For those of you that did not hear the first episode about Ben Sinnott from Kansas State University, um, the true junior tight end, make sure to go back and listen to him. But I have one that is even more athletic and more drool engaging here at the tight end position in the form of none other than Bryson Nesbitt out of the University of North Carolina. The Tar Heels is who we're talking about today. All of the communication that we've had about this Tar Heels team over the last two years has been centered around Drake May and justifiably, but in the mix-up of looking at his tape, of looking at the success that he's had with the previous wide receivers and running back tandems that he's had on the team over the last couple of years, and the changing of weapons, there has been a steady eddy in this offense for the last two seasons and that is Mr. Bryson Nesbitt at the tight end position. Give you a little bit about him. He is 6'5", 235. He's a little bit on the leaner side. He, in all reality, has kind of a similar build when you're looking at him to a guy like a Chase Claypool, um, a little bit leaner. He's probably going to come in a little bit under 6'5", to be real with you, but he's around that 230, 235 range playing. And because he has that leaner frame, this man can lie if i talk about one thing with his game it is his explosive nature when you see him on the field he is able to move around quick twitchy underneath and his ability to separate is what just draws you in when you're watching him on film he has been the steady eddie as i said over the last two years for this offense and his ability in the open field with the ball in his hands is pretty great um it's pretty wild 
when you see a tight end of note on a power five team that is also involved in the return game. And that is what you have with Bryson Nesbitt. Realistically, he's going to be an option at the next level to return kicks, specifically kickoffs, because his ability in the open field is so good. Um, you see it a lot with these smaller, stockier build tight ends that we've had over the last couple of years, the Jonu Smiths, the uh Chica Quanquos more recently than a John o. Smith. Um, but Bryson is a little bit bigger of a build. Um, as I said, his underneath work is where he really eats, but that's the type of game that you typically see from people that are returning kicks. You want the shifty, uh, able to make space out of nothing type of players, and that is what I always look for when I'm looking at the tight end position. Nesbitt is that guy. As of right now, on the season in 2023, he's got 29 receptions for 440 yards, over 15 yards per clip average in four touchdowns, um, very consistently producing. I will say UNC does not have a very difficult schedule and the one game that they've had all season against a ranked top 25 team was against Miami who was 25 at the time kind of faltering and proving that they shouldn't have probably been ranked at the time and in that game he only had two receptions for 13 yards so he hasn't really shown that true ability to off really as much also sorry random <laughs> uh random video just started playing for some reason on my uh recording device. But as I was saying, um, hasn't really shown a ton of success against those power five teams over the last couple of years. Um, you can look at his 2022 season. He had a couple of pretty good performances in the overall hall against some top 25 teams, but nothing otherworldly. It's really just his steady eddy, consistent producing ability at the tight end position. He's realistically on pace this year for about 800 receiving yards and right around nine touchdowns on the season, right around 80 receptions. And when you look at UNC, I like the fact more so than anything when you're looking at him that with all of this overhaul at all the other skill positions, uh, he's been the guy that's basically built the rapport with Drake May over the last two years. Uh, May likes to sling it, likes to go deep. He likes to spread the ball around, which is kind of, uh, you know, what you get when you're looking at a UNC type of offense. But Nesbitt is the chain mover. He's the underneath target. He's the safety blanket. And in the red zone, right inside that 20-yard mark, that's where he's super dangerous. Three out of his four touchdowns have happened inside the 20 in the red zone. It's where the team looks for him primarily. But as I said, on third down, he is the chain mover. Um, a lot of people are going to look at him and not really have a lot to say negative about him, which is something that I always kind of keep my eyes out for just for the negative side of evaluation purposes, as everyone should. If you can't find a true hole in there, you're probably ignoring something. Um, his ability to willingly get out in space and make blocks on the edge is pretty good and pretty solid. He's always going to stick his neck out there. Um, but I think his true fault is being more of a move tight end. He's not going to really contribute that much in the blocking game as of right now. He hasn't shown strides or anything like that of improvement, but he's a guy that I really like in, in this class to be my tight end too so far. Um, haven't finished all of my evaluations. Obviously, there's a lot of football, another eight weeks basically to go until the end of the college playoff season. And so a lot can change between now and draft time, but I really like the mold that Nesbitt puts out there his ability to be a matchup nightmare underneath the ability to immediately lock onto a team even if he does slip to that third or fourth round as most tight ends have a tendency to do and be a contributor on special teams coming in to be a very unique build at the tight end position that we don't see very often so again this has been the prospect premonition 
I just dropped you a little bit of a nugget on Mr. Nesbitt out of the University of North Carolina. Tight end, number 18, very flashy, very good with the ball in his hand. Make sure that you're paying attention to him because, as I've said, and as I say about all the prospects I talk about on the, this premonition series, they're destined for success, and you need to get ahead of the curve in understanding who they are as players. Until next week, have a good time, everyone. There you go. Sounds like he's pretty good with the, with the ball in his hand. And speaking of guys who's good with balls in his hand, Jerry, we're back with you. Um, let's jump into some trade targets, guys that you're looking to add. Uh, we've already talked about quarterback. The only quarterback that I really had would have been like Josh Dobbs. And Josh Dobbs is fine. I think the most I would pay for Josh Dobbs is a contender second because I know I'm setting, it on, I'm, I'm setting it on fire. But let's be real honest here, gang. I've set many a second-round pick on fire, so I'm fine if you need some. The problem with Josh Dobbs is he comes in the first game or two, he's fine. Then teams get the beat on him, and he plays like hell. That's kind of the there, – there's a reason why he's been a Steeler twice and a Brown twice. And there's a reason why teams keep moving him is he's fine, but he's never going to – he's like a lesser version of Jacoby Brissett. So if if you're looking for that level of quarterback play, maybe you lost Kirk Cousins recently, fine. But I'm not paying more than that for for – Mr. Dobbs. What about you, Jerry? Do you have a quarterback target? Uh, no, it would have been would have been him. I mean, we talked about Sam Howell. Well, I do want to talk more about Sam Howell because I because th- that was one of the questions it, I got asked in, in this tweet is what do you think Sam Howell's future is in, in Washington beyond 2023? I think he probably gets another year. I think he I, gets I, at least another year. Yeah. I mean, uh, I actually did just make a trade for uh Dobbs and Patreon for um, him and I, Mac I, Jones. Actually, uh, I traded two <laughs> seconds and I got both oh, of them. You said Mac Jones, not Mike Jones. Who? Yeah, no, no uh, cause I lost Daniel Jones and I am out Stafford. Apparently I just had a thing with acquiring quarterback, the same quarterbacks that love to get fucking hurt. Thanks a lot, Jerry. But anyway, that team's six and three. It's in good shape. I got a nice young core, except for my quarterbacks. I lost all of them. So obviously I needed to do something. I had the 201 and I think it's like the 204. So I traded them both, got Mac Jones and Dobbs. So at least I can do something for the rest of the year. Um, Cause honestly at the core of this team's very good, very young. So I have actually made a quarterback trade. Look at me. Well, um, the quarterback, I want, I mean like Sam Howell. So this was the, 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 the deciding factor is they're currently four and five. I look at their schedule and I see another three to five wins on that schedule. And if they win eight, nine games, A, they're going to be like in the playoff mix. And B, they'll have enough wins they really won't be in that pocket to even land the yeah. second the, the 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 second tier of quarterbacks. Obviously, tier one's Caleb Williams and Drake May. Then you have that next tier for me, at least so far from what I know to date, it's Quinn Ewers and Michael Penix Jr., you know, those will be the next guys that probably come off the QB board. But do, do I think – I ask myself, do I think he's in danger? And the thing of it is, is that the part that makes me concerned is that the new ownership group with the guy who owns the 76ers, does he clean house? Does he get yeah. rid of the GM? Does he get rid of the head coach? You know, I know there's a lot of thought that maybe they keep Eric Bieniemy 
that would be like a saving grace. But at the end of the day, I did my own little version of a risk analysis on the situation. And I think I'm going to have Sam Howell for at least this year and next year. That justified the trade that I made earlier. That, but that's about as, as far as I'm willing to go. Because if he gets through next year, that's the end of three years. Then they have to decide if they're going to make him the long-term guy. But, yeah, you know, the numbers aren't horrible, Jerry. Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll, he'll at least get the shot to start next year. I mean, he'll he'll have to, you know, do his thing to keep it going. If he makes but... it to next year, he's taken a bajillion sacks. But yeah. to, to, uh, luckily, I don't play in a negative points per sack league. So True. as long as he doesn't get hurt, I'm, I'm, I'm good because – the one thing I like about him is that he he's not letting this ass whooping get him down. Um, running backs, I, I put on my board. Uh, you know, there are various costs and various points in their in their career. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Josh oh. Jacobs, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. I noticed you added Kareem Hunt to the sheet. Um, what do you think about my guys? I'll just tell you with Kareem Hunt. I I like Kareem Hunt. He's just scoring touchdowns. That's why yes, I, I and, wanted and, to put him on there. And he's cheap. Dirt cheap. And 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 Jerome Ford's already, you know, he's kind of quasi playing through mean, an injury. He's, but he's he could also be too. on that. Yeah, he, yeah, he could be on that list for sure. And, and but, but neither one of those guys are here for a long time. They're here for no. a good time. So you, yeah. you make sure you stay cheap. The thing with like Kamara, I think he will not be a saint next year they're so far over the salary cap they can't afford to pay him what he's due next year derrick henry is a free agent josh jacobs will be a free agent and raheem Mostert, he fits classically in that category that we started the show with with that you can't overpay early in the season a raheem Mostert is like 31 years old and has a littered injury background i mean he he's he's ended more than one season on the IR. So he's the kind of guy that if I was going after any of these guys, because, you know, Henry, Kamara, Jacobs, they're going to go for a little bit more. Especially if, especially, especially if especially if there's a bidding war amongst contenders. And I'm cool getting in that mix, but I'm only cool doing it like around the trade deadline or week 15. Because then I'm in. If they're healthy and I'm like, okay, I, I, I may be buying this guy for three weeks. But if that three weeks gets me a championship, it's all worth it. Then it's worth it. But like, given these guys, with the exception of Henry, you know, with, with Henry, there's like the injury concern. So those were my guys, Jer. I, I I can dig all of them. I don't know because Mostert is he's scoring so much right now. He's probably not going to be a value. Now that said, when Devon A and A chains comes back. And, and that's the thing. So when he comes back, the perceived value is going to take a hit for Mostert for sure. Whether the actual production takes that big of a hit, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I can dig all that. And Josh Jacobs has started to look a lot better. Alvin Kamara, I mean, bro. Just, Missed three like, games, leads the league in, like, running back targets and receptions. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's a cheat, absolutely he, wild. He's a cheat code right now. So I, I I can dig all that, and and none of them should be overly expensive. Josh Jacobs still probably semi expensive, I would guess, but not what he was 365 days ago. Hundred percent. So um, let's get into some wide receivers now. I noticed you added Amari Cooper to the list. I had Adam Thielen and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has had a buy, and brother is the wide receiver four on the season. Animal. Literally the the. 
every team knows. Like the Jets this week knew. It's like it's Keenan Allen. It's like if, if you're the DC, you're driving to the stadium. You're probably driving a nice car, nice SUV. Defensive coordinators feel like pickup truck SUV guy. Maybe I'm wrong, but you're in your SUV. You know, probably big big tires on it, and you're thinking to yourself, you know. If I can if I can hold down Keenan Allen in the passing game, I can probably win this game. Because you got no Mike Williams. Josh Palmer's banged up. Quentin Johnston is the drizzling shits. So that leaves Keenan, that leaves Keenan Allen, and he's unstoppable. And, and to a lesser degree, Adam Thielen. He is 33 years old. And he's the guy that same thing as he's he's the wide receiving version of Mostert. Last two years, dude gets hurt. That he, and he's probably gonna. But if he's not hurt going into week 15, I don't mind investing a little bit of draft capital or maybe a young guy. Like maybe someone wants Kendra Miller for whatever reason, you know, or a Roshan right. Johnson. I don't love giving up Roshan Johnson because I think next year he could be really good. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do to win leagues. So I, I had Adam Thielen in there. And then you put Amari Cooper, Jer. I mean, he's on pace for like 1,300 yards. I mean, he's not scored a ton of touchdowns. I mean, that situation has been wild, but like, if I told you that Amari Cooper was on pace for almost 1,300 yards, I bet you would be pretty surprised about that. I mean, I think four of the last five games, he's had like over 80 yards, a couple over 100. Like he's he's had some stinkers. I think he's had two or three stinkers and then just a bunch of really solid games. And he's cheap because everybody is sick of hearing about him because we've been hearing about him for eight seasons. And that is too damn long in the mind of dynasty players he has long 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 lost all of his luster just half a decade ago he lost all of that and now he's just vanilla ice cream just and he's been doing it with backup quarterbacks pj walker texas ranger deshaun watson deshaun watson (laughs) but he had he had season highs across the board last week with deshaun watson Yeah. I don't know, but but he also this coming week he's playing the Baltimore Ravens where he had a season low. But I'm looking at his his game log. I mean, he he could give you a 25 point game, which he did last week. He also did that in week three, and he's also going to give you a stinker like he did in week four. Yeah. But to Jerry's point, if you acquire him now, he's always been pretty healthy throughout his career. Plus, he's passed us by. You know, I know that's more of a redraft mindset, but you but know, not it, but it isn't. It, we, win, you got to get wins, and you know the standings are are a big deal. Yeah. You're either going for a buy, you're trying to get in, and if you're going against somebody who has a buy, and you're putting in your stud in that spot, I mean, that's just giving you a better chance. I mean, the he's also just cheap, which is great. Like, like if you're a contender and you're just sitting on Cooper Cup and he's just not helping you win. Because you got Brett Ripien or whoever the hell else is throwing Carson the ball. Wentz, baby. Carson hell yeah. Wentz. Car- Carson Wentz is there now. We're, right. we're, 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 we're which back. is good. Which we're is good. Back. Don't get me wrong. But well, let's see. Which it, you know, I'll 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 take a couple darts at that position. And just in case Carson Wentz is gonna do Carson Wentz things, go after somebody like Amari. I I I I think that if you are a contender, I think uh, uh, we we can get into Carson Wentz next year. This one's this one's running up on time, but I do want to get to tight ends. We already talked about Taysom Hill. I think he's super acquirable right now, hundred percent. And, 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 and if for some reason, like in the league that you and I are talking about, he's got tight end designation. If something happens to Derek Carr, 
he's going to, they're not putting Jameis in guys. They could have done this earlier in the season when, when Carr was banged up. Now I know Jameis played a half, but if, if he gets any kind of quarterback play, goal line work, I mean, he's kind of their version of like a weird version of Jalen Hurts. And then I think the other guy, like it's more of a premium name, so you're going to pay up, but it's George Kittle. Dude's 29, and I know tight ends can play a little bit later, but there are some guys that just play the game so violently. When I say some guys, see Kittle, comma George, you know, he's the kind of guy who plays the game at that level, like no snaps off, which is great. That's the kind of dog you want on your team, like in real football but it shortens your lifespan. And when you have to pay a premium in Dynasty for a guy with a short lifespan, it's kind of concerning, but I, I love what I've seen out of Kittle the last few weeks with, with Purdy, especially as they're not dominating. And they said today that, you remember earlier in the season, you and I had concerns that the the Niners were going to overuse Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan came out today and said, well, maybe we've overused uh, Christian McCaffrey. No shit. No shit. Huh. Never, ne- oh, yeah, we did think about that here at the Dynasty Wars. I was like, your goal is not to win September, dude. Your goal is to win the Super Bowl. So why are you taking a guy who's missed significant time with injuries for multiple seasons and just hammering him in games when you're already up? But I, I think this is a long-winded way of saying that I think George Kittle could be really good. And in tight end premium leagues, when you still have to fade Kelsey and Andrews and Hawkinson and even Laporta, you could do worse than George Kittle. Oh, for sure. Still expensive. You're definitely giving up some things to get him, but I, I can dig that because he he's he's another guy like Amari, where it's just we've talked about him for so long that some of that luster has worn off, and he's very boomer bust. Just to keep using cliches. You know, he, oh, I mean, I he, he, he has bad games and then he's got those George Kittle games. Maybe you were a contender who had Dallas Goddard who looked, you know, he's on by this week and looks to be going yeah. on IR with a broken forearm. And and maybe you have to do what I did. Maybe you don't want to part with your first in tight end premium. And I can totally understand that. Can you send your second and then like a young upstart guy like Michael Mayer, like I just did to Jerry. Can you move a guy like that with promise? Hey, here's a pick. Because you need some other young players on your team. Here's a young tight end to replace the current tight end. I just I think he feels good and one that I don't think that you'll get because of the two games he's coming off of. But Jake Turd Ferguson, man, a yeah. guy that we were both into. Pause uh, earlier in the off season. What was Jake Ferguson? Because you know, I don't think Dalton Schultz was all that special last year. I think it just happened to be whoever's the tight end in a Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys offense. So. That's another name. Even though uh, Dal- Dalton Schultz has been pretty good with, he, with Stroud, but also Stroud is fucking – I mean, he's come, throwing it 470. Okay, he he but, pooped his pants last week. But, but Schultz was fine last week. He had actually his best game of the season. No, no, no. I'm, no, no, no. I'm saying oh, the week before oh, that. The week before that, I, 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 think, yes. he, I think he had a stinker. It, it was his wor- it was his, one of his worst games of the season. But, yeah. but, but see, this is what they do in the Olympics, Jerry, right? You you probably weren't surprised by a baseball reference. You might be very surprised by the, by the Olympic reference. By, by the Olympic ref, b- reference, but in the Olympics, when when they're calculating your score in events like gymnastics or, or or what have you, they take out your best score, they take out your worst score, and they average the rest. That's who you are. So when you're looking at a player, maybe you're trying to look at game logs, and you're like, 
who is this guy? Take out the best game, take out the worst game, and average the rest. That's more than likely who you're going to get, Jerry. What do you think? I, I think that is a kick-ass show, my friend. Kick-ass show. Uh, we're, we're not done, though. We're, we're going to bring this thing home. Uh, I, I do want to take just a minute to, to tell you about a little tool that you can use to help you with your dynasty endeavors. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the App Store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. Now, Jerry and I are still dear friends of the guys at the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Love the DTC, love Izzy, love JP, love Mosier, love the whole gang. They're good people. But their app, which is a great trade calculator, it doesn't have all the other stuff of the Dynasty Dominator. So there's no perfect trade calculator out there, but for five bucks, and then you got to load the new class. That's just, you know, that, that costs money, by the way. You know, Matt has to pay someone to load all of it in there. You got to, you know, update the app. That's not free, but five bucks a month is a pretty good tool. What yeah. would you agree, Jerry? 100%. And maybe you don't like those. Maybe you want to deal with real people. Well, also for five bucks a month, you can come join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You can use Jerry or myself like a real life trade calculator. You can use the group chat. That's what they do all day long. Hey, what do you think about this trade? It's great. It's Dynasty Gamers helping Dynasty Gamers. You get one-on-one advice from me or Jerry or the group or whatever. And again, it's just five bucks a month. So if that interests you, Head to Dynasty Warzone's Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, that's a show. I was going to try to work you. I was going to try to work with you on another trade, but I think we've ran out of time. Maybe. And oh, I'm 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 greedy and cheap, and that's not a good combination when you're trying to get deals done, especially in a league. And by the way, be like me, and not, not all the time, but be like me in this case. Be the one who gets the action going in this league. I'm a contender. They saw the deal that Jerry and I made. The commissioner said, nice trade, guys. And I was like, I went full Billy Mays from the infomercial commercial guy. I was like, oh, but wait, there's more. And I've been, you know, firing out deals left and right. So this is the time to make your dynasty trades. And and Jerry will tell you, one of my little tips is like, I just throw the chum in the water. In this league, I said, I'll move Devon Achan non-contenders only. And, and and I've already started engaging in conversation. So be the catalyst in your league. Be the one who's proactive. Because, Jerry, would you consider this point scoring season? Yeah. Yes, What's I the well, Okay, so it's currently, as we record, it is November 8th. 
what my is the value? Birthday. Happy birthday, sister Jerry. Uh, what is the value of Adam Thielen in four months? Uh, third, maybe at best, if you're lucky. But like right now, you could probably get a contender second. You I know, even more I, than that, probably. I, 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 remember, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. You're trying to get rid of Adam Thielen. If you get a second for Adam Thielen, you run like a thief in the night. You run like you stole something because in four months from now, three months from now, to quote Jerry Sinclair, Adam Thielen will not be worth a wet sock. Not sure. a wet sock. If, if if you get to rookie time, so that's like six months from now, you get into May, and you try to you know move someone Adam Thielen for like the 308, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get a big fat go fuck yourself. <laughs> you absolutely are. So when they're on you, the clock, not a shot. So you're never going to get more for, again, the Raheem Mostert's, the Adam Thielen's. And, and, and if you're a contender, there's nothing wrong with paying those prices. 100%. 100%. There is nothing wrong with paying uh, those prices. To, to quote homie Josh underscore Dino, don't be either half in or half out. You're either trying to win or you're, or you're not. So if you're not trying to win, you need to be getting the Adam Thielen's and the, the, the guys like that off of your roster. And with big-name players, like guys that are around that 29-30 as wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, like are you ever going to get more than you're going to get for Tyreek Hill right now? Right now, that's a multiple first player. You're going to get a 24 first. You're going to get a 25 first. And if that other GM gives you any shit, any shit, you ask them, where else are you getting 25 points a game? Where else are you going to get a wide receiver locked into an offense like this? You're not. You're exactly right. Exactly right. That's how you sell. But, you know, I, I don't I don't believe you get much more than a first for Tyreek Hill in March. I truly don't. It depends. It, honestly, it depends on yeah, the league and the GM and everything. I get it, but but you're not you're getting not much getting more. Than, you're not getting no. two for Lord. No, no. In March, yeah, two months no. away from rookie fever. You got Mel Kiper on the TV with his great hair, eating pumpkin pie, you, talking half, about all half, of, half of the dynasty universe will convince themselves that whoever mm -hmm. is on the clock at 105 is more valuable than Tyreek Hill. Oh, 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 yes. It, there will be someone out there and. and we're not going to get into Marvin Harrison Jr. He's kind of a unicorn, not necessarily of this planet. But there's, yeah, there, there, I, there, I heard that about Jackson Smith and Jigba too. And you know what I'm not seeing is getting scored. The, 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 there, there's a difference there between those two. I, I know you're a Michigan, at least from the state fan. Uh, see what I did there, Michigan State fan. But there's going to be like a wide receiver in this class. And when you get on the draft, there's going to be someone who's going to convince themselves, or another dynasty show is going to convince them that that. 103 is worth more than Tyreek Hill. 100%. And that and, and, and that could be whoever it is, whoever was the third wide receiver in this year's class, whether it was whether it was Zay uh, Zay Flowers, start to say Jones, Zay Flowers or someone else. This past May, someone would have made a case that that person's more valuable to your fantasy team than Keenan Allen. Really? How are you feeling about that in November when when Zay Flowers is fine for a rookie? but he's not scoring the points that, that Keenan Allen is. You have to make moves that correspond with your goals and the time of the year, because if you don't, you're leaving money on the table. Yep. There you go. That's how we're going to end this one. 
Please check out all of our sponsors, whether that's the Dynasty Dominator app, whether that's Underdog, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And if none of that's in your budget or needs right now, give the show a review. Subscribe everywhere, player profiler and Dynasty Warzone channels. That helps us all out. It makes us look cool to the guys at Player Profiler like Matt and Billy and Theo. We want to look cool. The powers that be, our Player Profiler overlords, want to keep those guys happy. They're good to us, but they are the overlords. They're they're benevolent dictators. So anyway, um, great show, Jerry. Thanks for the trade. Maybe while I'm editing, maybe I'll get you on the phone. We'll uh, we'll talk up another trade, but uh, you want to do another one next week? Oh, 100%. Let's do one next week. So anyway, that man's name is Jerry Sinclair. We call him the man of the hour and the man with the power. Follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. Uh, you can follow me at DWZ Memphis to see if I besmirch the good name of CJ Stroud any further. And remember, I, 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 I'm not. But anyway, remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football According to Jerry, we're coming back to do another one next week. Have a great week, guys. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you. The people that get the site and get the show. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.